0: is an odyssey original
1: a special edition of k in-depth today this is that special edition the federal indictment of former president trump i'm rob
2: archer and i'm charles feldman and as we've been saying an historic indictment of a former president charging donald j trump with felony violations
0: of our national security laws as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice
1: We will go in depth on that. We'll also take a look at whether this will be the only federal indictment the president's going to face and what Republicans are planning to do next.
2: We begin our program with John Dean, former attorney who served as White House counsel for President Richard Nixon and right in the middle of the Watergate scandal, a friend of our show. John, thanks for being with us again. Nice to visit Well, this is, uh, I mean, I'm running out of adjectives, historic, uh, highly unusual, fascinating, whatever you want to call it. The the mostly overused, unprecedented. Yes, Yes. unprecedented. Uh, It's that day. Uh, It's the day that that the American public was able to get a glimpse, uh, not a glimpse, they could read it if they want, almost 50 pages of this 37-count indictment against uh, Mr. Trump and a co-defendant. I presume you've had a chance to look it over. What do you think?
3: Well, I haven't totally finished it yet. I have had a few good reading.
2: It's good reading,
3: but it is it is clearly a speaking indictment, and it speaks loudly, uh, outlining in very clear terms exactly what Mr. Trump did, what he knew. Uh, It reflects back on his own attitude on how classified information should be treated as a candidate when he explained. That uh, his administration and his presidency, and actually during his presidency, he said the same thing, that you give this material the greatest attention and you honor the laws, and he said he would do so. That didn't happen, as the indictment makes clear.
1: You know, these in these highly politicized times, uh, not just that, but also the fact that people aren't uh, always very educated in how the grand jury system works, uh, the ins and outs of the judicial system when it comes to things like this, even though it is unprecedented – and I'm so sorry to have to use that term again – But uh, there is uh, the system at work here, and people don't always understand that. For example, I have seen uh, and heard some statements from some people who work in Congress who one would assume they would be better educated than this. But they are saying, how dare President Trump indict his political rival? But it wasn't President Trump indicting. I mean, President Biden indicting Trump, was it?
3: Not at all. In fact, if anything... Uh, Joe Biden has been a model for how a president post-Watergate, and these were rules and norms that were established post-Watergate, has stayed away from his Department of Justice, has not tried to influence them, has not even had, apparently, even a single conversation with his Attorney General about any of this. Both of them have uh, refused to discuss the topic. There's never been an effort to discuss the topic. And uh, Joe Biden has shown how independent his department can be, and the attorney general has been uh, fairly independent by turning it over to a special counsel. And that's that's where it is today, where that isn't a case that's going to be sold because there's zero evidence to support it. Now will it be charged? Probably Republicans will, but it's not true.
2: John, you know, this morning uh, I heard some people who were referring to Republican leaders in Congress, some of them, who having not as yet seen the indictment, but nonetheless came out in support of Mr. Trump. I heard some of their critics say, ah, yes, but once they see this indictment, uh, once they find out exactly what the government's case is against Donald Trump, maybe they'll change their tune. I'm not so sure of that. What do you think?
3: I'm not so sure of that either. I think that these are— these are being viewed through the lens of pure partisan politics. It's, it's remarkable for a party that claimed itself to be the law and order party. Uh, you can go all the way back to Nixon, where as the facts came out, uh, the Republicans finally realized they had a president uh, who was breaking the law, and they were going to impeach him and, and convict him in the Senate. So Nixon left. But that there, that wasn't because the, the Republicans were supporting him. It was because they he lost their support because they they could apparently read. Then I'm not sure they can read today.
1: The, <laughs> the question being asked a lot uh, can you know can the country uh, deal with a former president being indicted? But there's the other corollary question: uh, Can the country, given the credible evidence against former president? Uh, stand not indicting a former president who might be guilty of these crimes.,
3: now, these are very serious crimes. This is uh, these are these crimes threaten our national security. It's not clear if indeed all of the information has been retrieved of a national security nature from Mr. Trump. Uh, it's not clear how much Mr. Trump knows personally and might try to somehow graymail uh, the government because he'll force disclosure of very delicate information. Uh, Trump is a hardball player and doesn't play by the norms and rules. While we have, we have now established a, uh, full set of procedures for federal court for how to deal with classified information. I'm sure that the indictment itself has narrowed it down to what they can believe could be exposed in court if necessary. Uh, without harming the national security, but th- th- there's thirty thousand pages involved in this. That's a lot of that's a lot of classified material.
2: Let me ask you a question, and and you're not the type of guy because we've had you on enough to know that you're not the type of of guy to to give knee jerk answers. So I don't think you'll give one to this question. But the question is, John, is our system capable of handling? donald trump is it capable of doing that
3: well i think i think it is for this reason i think the justice department initially was going to proceed with a summons have trump come into court on tuesday under the summons and then release the indictment at that time not unlike what he did with the subpoena some many months ago where he just got out and and uh made all kinds of false statements about what was in the subpoena, how they were doing it, why they were doing it, and they stayed mute. That was a lesson, and they realized he will not play by any sort of norms. So, as a result, today, they have now unleashed and released the sealed indictment. So, everyone knows what we're talking about. Makes it a lot harder to distort and uh disrupt the the process so yes i think i think justice is aware i think when we start down the next steps there's going to be a mighty effort by trump to delay this so he isn't in trial before uh the uh the primaries he'll do everything in his power because this trial is not going to be pretty and it'll be daily headlines of his really uh, blatant abuses and misuses of his office, and not something that would uh, endear anybody, Republican or Democrat, to want him back in there. So, uh, yes, I think the system is, can handle it. They are aware that he doesn't play by norms that are uh, the usual, uh, but rather he'll just go uh, wherever he feels he can get political advantage. And he's out fundraising on this now. So this isn't a typical fundraising undertaking, but in today's Republican politics, apparently uh, they want a criminal in the in the. No, uh, I was
2: I was going to say, when was the last time somebody said, uh, you know, send me money, I'm running for president, and I also may be in prison. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, we we we've had people run for president from prison.
2: From prison, and, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, Charles uh, Debs. Eugene yeah, Debs, Eugene Debs. In the 1920s, uh, and got about a million votes, which. Uh, <laughs> Uh was not bad, oh, not at all, especially the population at the time right right exactly
1: uh do you think Mr. Trump has met his match in uh, mr smith
3: i think uh I think he's met his match in his own uh loose lips and clueless behavior uh he's you know he's fired apparently more attorneys today, he keeps bringing them on when you read the indictment what i've read about i've read about two thirds of it at this point. Uh, it's his own words that are, are being used against him, uh, very effectively because he just refuses to zip his lip and, uh, not talk about things he knows nothing about. He distorts lies and they're coming back to haunt him now. So, um, um,
2: what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You covered yeah. it, John. Uh, <laughs> you uh it.
1: send cigarettes so I can use them in prison. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, m- you probably know about this more than anybody else, but I'm thinking back to the 18 minutes of silence on that uh, Nixon tape. Uh, is Mr. Trump in grave danger from the obstruction? part of this. I'm thinking of the alleged story of, of the draining of the pool in an attempt to uh, perhaps damage where the security video is kept. I'm thinking of the employee who is said to have asked, hey, how long do uh, security videos stay in the system just perchance if I was caught on video, say, moving boxes around?
3: It doesn't appear that they have uh, have done a dissemination of classified or national security information, but rather they have focused on the obstruction. While that incident has certainly gotten some attention, uh, it isn't the uh, the focus in any way other than as a part of the general obstruction where he is directing people to move boxes and 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 really uh, deceiving his lawyers as well. So uh, you know, I, I it's hard to tell what else the government has. But, in proving a number of these counts, I'm sure uh, a lot of's buried in there that we don't know about at this point but it's it looks like a highly comprehensive investigation, so uh they know more about his activities and The interesting thing, the key witnesses are lawyers, his lawyers yes. uh, he was he was misusing his lawyers, and that's how the government broke the attorney client privilege because they weren't aware that their advice was being used to commit a crime.
2: Well, you know what they say, uh, John, never trust a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, I, I have a quick question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Because I was interested in you uh, sent out a tweet uh, yesterday because you were puzzled by why the the Department of Justice didn't take the initiative to have the press conference and perhaps have the indictment unsealed yesterday instead of letting Mr. Trump take the initiative and shape the narrative for 24 hours by being the one who actually announced his indictment um did you ever get in your own mind a satisfactory answer to your own question i did
3: within about about 2 hours of that tweet i there, i did a supplemental tweet where i said i think the department's done the right thing yeah either under uh, the guise of security or what have you they had Uh, not issued the, uh, the indictment. They clearly have now, and they are doing exactly what I was concerned they weren't doing, which is getting the information out so the public can draw its own judgments and not let Trump form the narrative.
1: Uh, Mr. Mr. John Dean, one quick question before we go, and it's not uh, Trump indictment related. Uh, There's a new series on uh, HBO Max or just Max, I guess now, uh, White House Plumbers, uh, detailing uh, the events around uh, Watergate. You were portrayed in that show. What do you think of it? Well, I I haven't watched it.
3: uh, You look good.
1: I, I will say you look good in the show.
3: Uh, I must say, from what I know of the show, it has no connection to reality (laughs) in my behavior. (laughs) It does
1: seem that way. It does seem a bit of a parody.
3: (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, it's not history. It's It's entertainment.
1: There you go. Uh, John Dean, former attorney, served as White House Counsel for President Richard Nixon in the middle of the Watergate scandal.
2: Right now, though, we are continuing to look into the indictment and the former president's upcoming court appearance. On Tuesday with us now is Gregory Wallens, former member of the Abscam prosecution team that convicted a U.S. senator and six representatives of bribery. He's got a new book out. It's called uh, Into Siberia, George Kennan's Epic Journey Through the Brutal, Frozen Heart of Russia. I hope, Gregory, I got the title of the book right. You did, and thank you. Okay, very good, and, and, and good luck with the book. I hope it sells tons. Um, Appreciate it. Let's talk about this indictment. Uh, have you had a chance to, to, if not read the entire thing, at least skim it over? Yes, I have. Your take on it?
4: Well, we're a, a long way from hush money payments to adult film stars, which was the subject <laughs> of the indictment brought in New York City. And it's, it's pretty chilling. You know, I think at the heart of this is this espionage act count series of counts, really almost three dozen, uh, in which Trump is alleged to have illegally retained and failed to return government documents relating to national defense. That phrase relating to the national defense is fleshed out, and what these documents contained were among other things, military contingency planning by the United States, the American nuclear weaponry about American nuclear weaponry, military operations against the United States, and foreign country support of terrorist acts against the US. It it doesn't get any more serious than that.
1: And speaking of the seriousness of these documents, Uh, Does our uh, do our intelligence services have to assume that that information is now out there, that our enemies have been able to see it, whether uh, not saying that Mr. Trump showed it to our enemies on purpose. But uh, if other people have seen these documents, there's no telling who was able to look at these. Uh, Do we have to assume and act as if uh, any operations that we had ongoing have now been uh, exposed and we have to uh, act as if uh, the information our enemies have seen all of this?
4: I I think that has to be the working assumption. If for no other reason reasons that the indictment alleges that Trump talked about these documents showed one of them apparently to private individuals with no security clearances and who knows what they did with the information. And the indictment is is actually actually contains a photograph of a ballroom at Mar-a-Lago with dozens of these documents stacked up on the stage. And it apparently is a ballroom with which hundreds of people access for entertainment. And how, how can anyone know whether someone lifted up the lid of one of those documents and, and looked in and what was done with that information? There's another photograph in which a document had apparently fallen from a shelf and broken open and spilled its contents. And one of the documents, according to the reporting, was a document that was meant for very close allied countries of the United States. I think they're called the five eyes, ultra sensitive. And so who had access to that storeroom? Who might have seen that document? The what what comes across, it's less. It's less legal. It's less elements of the crime, which are what are going to be at stake at a trial. But what comes across is the sheer irresponsibility of Donald Trump in the
2: way he handled these documents. As you know, no
4: concern for American national security.
2: Gregory, as you know, uh, before this indictment was unsealed today, uh, Trump's main public defense anyway was, uh, hey, you know, uh, I was president. I could declassify stuff. Maybe I needed to sign something. If I didn't, I didn't. I just decided it was not classified. And other stuff I may not have even known if they were or weren't of a classified nature. But this indictment, uh, if proven, of course, in the court of law, uh, really just counters that defense, does it not? Because it is mentioned in the indictment. You mentioned him discussing— some of this with others it also alleges that he mentioned to people at least one time i believe that he was well aware that the documents or some of them were still top secret that he no longer had the ability uh lawfully to uh unclassify them uh declassify them even if he wanted to so what would his defense be now well frankly i'm not certain That
4: he's focused right now on a defense. And of course, we only see the allegations that the government chooses to bring. We don't know what other documents are out there that might help him uh, and so on. My, My sense is that what he may be focused on or his team may be focused on more is delaying this trial, a trial, well into the 2024 presidential election season, at which point there may be reasons why the Department of Justice would not want to inject a trial,
1: an thank incendiary
4: you. trial, into the middle of the election season.
1: All right. Thank you for being and with us. Uh, so we have to, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much, uh, Gregory Wallace, a former member of the Abscam uh, prosecution team.
2: And we are now joined by uh, Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff, Democrat from Burbank. Uh, Congressman, uh, how are you doing?
0: Uh, Good. Good to be with you.
2: Well, uh, I presume you have read—maybe I shouldn't presume. uh, I'm guessing you've read the indictment or at least skimmed it over. So your take?
0: Uh, Yes, I I did read it, and I was really floored by just how abundant uh, the evidence is of his willfulness, uh, of his moving boxes around, of his lying to his own lawyer, of his uh, bragging to people about his possession of these documents, and— knowing that uh, he can't declassify them and can't show them to people. Uh, and uh, and so uh, I have to think that there are a number of cooperating witnesses. Uh, I also think that uh, the judge who pierced the attorney-client privilege, which is something that is very rare uh, in order to provide the prosecution with some of this evidence, um, really did so on the basis of some pretty sound facts that, uh, that Trump was using his lawyers to commit a crime.
1: Uh, sir, I asked this question for last guess, but I'll ask you because you might have better inside knowledge of it. Do we have to act as if and assume that the information that was in these classified documents is now known by our enemies?
0: I think that is probably the assumption that the agencies will make. Uh, they'll try to find out, of course, who had access and whether they were shown to people. But given the lengthy period in which these documents were apparently lying around uh, in unlocked locations, uh, they'll do a damage assessment, and they will have to assume, okay, let's say that someone did get these. uh, What sources may be compromised? What people do we need to move? What technical sources do we need to make sure we protect? Uh, So yes, they'll they'll do that kind of an assessment. Um, They'll try to find out if there was actual compromise, but even if they can't figure out, they may have to assume that certain things were compromised.
2: As you know, uh, Jack Smith, the uh, special counsel here, uh, has said at his uh, news conference earlier today that the government wants to have a speedy trial. Not, of course, clear whether Mr. Trump and his defense team will agree to that. And as you well know, uh, delaying uh, tactics uh, is a, almost a hallmark of uh, what Mr. Trump has done going way back to litigation he was involved in as a real estate uh, mogul back in New York City in the in the 80s and 90s so it's something he certainly is well versed in doing so that said uh if the trial does not happen before the election in light of this indictment do you think that Mr. Trump could still be elected could he still become the Republican nominee His ratings, as you know, went up after the New York indictment. Uh, His poll, uh, that is, uh, at least among hardcore uh, Trump supporters in the Republican Party. Uh, Could he get elected as president? Could he get nominated as his party's nominee?
0: You know, I think we have to assume the answer is sadly yes, that he could still very much become the nominee of the Republican Party, that he has such a devoted base uh, for reasons that are, are pretty well unfathomable, Uh, given his conduct, but that he still has had a pretty iron grip on the party. Um, I do think that uh, special counsel is likely to move very quickly, or at least try to. Uh, Now, Trump made some comment yesterday about hoping that this is resolved quickly, but he often says things he doesn't mean uh, or to be contradicted by his own uh, attorneys. Uh, So uh, it may depend a lot on the judge. I think that the judge is going to want to indulge Every, um, every opportunity to meet the requests of the defense uh, so as to appear to be bending over backwards to give this particular defendant a fair trial. Uh, so he will be able to draw it out uh, for some time, but, uh, but how, how long, uh, is very hard to say. Uh, and it's not a legal bar to him running for president or even becoming elected president. We have to hope that common sense is that bar.
1: Uh, By all accounts, this indictment is certainly a lot bigger than the indictment uh, that involves paying the hush money to a former porn star. And there are some other indictments possibly coming. Uh, We know there are investigations into Trump's role on January 6th. Uh, uh, Jack Smith is handling that one. Then we have the uh, Georgia investigation of whether he tried to subvert the election there with his phone calls. Uh, Do you think this this indictment is the biggest one, or will the January 6th investigation turn out to be even uh, more important?
0: If the Justice Department indicts uh, Trump over his incitement of the attack on the Capitol, that will be the most serious charge. Um, Or other efforts like in Georgia, and not necessarily by the Georgia DA, but also by the Justice Department, uh, other efforts to subvert the election, to interfere with the peaceful transfer of power, to defraud millions of people of their votes. um, Those are the most serious charges. Uh, Now, we don't know whether the Justice Department will bring them. But I I do think they're nearing the end of that investigation just judging by the the kind of witnesses they're bringing in, the Mike Pence's, the Mark Meadows, the uh, Steve Bannon's. These are the kind of senior witnesses you don't bring in until you've exhausted all the junior witnesses, gotten all the documents you want to use to question the more senior witnesses. So I think that investigation is probably nearing its end. Um, But uh, but if an indictment comes there, those will be the most serious charges.
2: Let me ask you a a kind of question out of perhaps left field. Uh, I mean, nothing, of course, in this country, maybe not nothing, but many things are not set in stone throughout this country's history. As you know, Uh, we've changed the way we elect presidents. We've changed the composition of Supreme Court. We've changed the way we pick uh, United States senators because there's such polarization, political polarization and because already uh, many Republicans are saying, "Ah, this is an attempt by the Biden Justice Department," meaning you know the Attorney General, who of course is a, a political appointee and 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 has been. <clears throat> um, is it is there a a discussion that we should have as a country for the future that perhaps we need to select the highest law enforcement person in the land, the Attorney General, in a different way? to isolate them from future charges that they were being partisan in their prosecution choices?
0: You know, I'm not sure there is a different way that would be any better, frankly. Uh, Here we have a special counsel uh, that has some measure of independence from the Justice Department uh, making this determination that gives sort of one additional layer of independence. If there were an elected attorney general or one appointed in some other fashion, I don't see it changing. For example, what Donald Trump would have to say about them, he would cast them as a Trump hater. He would cast the prosecution as a hoax. Uh, you know, you would have networks like Fox, um, you know, propagating Donald Trump's talking points, uh, notwithstanding being fined uh, three quarters of a billion dollars for pushing up false information. So I'm not sure it solves that problem. Uh, what we have, uh, I think, now with the independent counsel, a special counsel. Is probably about as good as we're going to do, and the way that special counsel conducts themselves, and I think here uh, that Jack Smith has done a very admirable job uh, in keeping things quiet, but also speaking rarely, but speaking, you know, consistent with department policy. Uh, that's the best way to give confidence to the legitimacy of the prosecution.
2: I was
1: just a little kid then but uh, I'm thinking back to the Watergate uh, scandal. I know when when hints of it first started coming out he had a lot of support among his Republican colleagues uh, in Congress but eventually that support dried up as more and more details came out and it it as I understand it it came to the point where Republicans went to him and said, "Look, uh, you're you're going to be impeached. Uh so you need to make a choice, be impeached or resign and get out." Um What happened to the Republican Party? Because it feels like we've certainly had hints, whether proven guilty or not, but so many hints and credible evidence released about Donald Trump that the Republicans maintain their steadfast uh, hanging on to him as some kind of uh, cult leader in in this party and refuse to step back from that, even in light of of the charges in this indictment, not even beginning to question uh, maybe we need to move on from Donald Trump. Some are beginning to say that, but not a lot of them. What happened to the Republican Party, and will we get to the point when they will begin saying, we need to move on from this guy?
0: Uh, it's a really good question, and, and I posed a different version of it during the first impeachment, which is where Where are the Howard Bakers? Uh, where are those Republicans that told Nixon it's time to resign because otherwise you're going to be impeached and removed? Uh, There aren't that many people of of courage and stature in the Congress, sadly, uh, within the GOP. Uh, But I think the other big problem, and it's not unrelated to the first, is that Donald Trump supporters can live in an alternate information world. Uh, They can live within Fox World or Newsmax or OAN and never be exposed to any of the, the real world truth of the matter. Um, You know, people watching Fox, for example, never learned that Fox was sanctioned three quarters of a billion dollars for pushing out the big lie about Dominion voting systems. So it's that separate ecosystem, information ecosystem, uh, I think that has resulted in Republicans still clinging to Donald Trump because their Fox viewing base is still clinging to Donald Trump. Uh, And at the end of the day, uh, sadly, as Adam Kinzinger said all too well, The the few exceptions like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, um, it's not that they're courageous so much as that they're surrounded by cowards. Um, And people are not giving their oath of office the meaning it should have uh, and instead giving their party and their aspirations for power primacy over everything else.
1: All right, uh, Bervin Congressman uh, Adam Schiff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this historic day.
2: You're listening to a special edition of KNX In-Depth, the federal indictment of former President Trump, along with uh, Rob Archer. I'm Charles Feldman.
1: Now, a lot of Republicans, even those who have expressed support for different presidential candidates, have come out to slam this indictment.
2: Many, in fact, are calling this an overt political move and using terms like witch hunt. With us now is media personality Bill O'Reilly, former Fox News host, who has a new book out talking about witches called Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Bill, thanks for coming back.
5: All right, that book won't be out till September, and it'll scare you guys. But thanks for having me on KNX and Feltman. You've been around a long time. I
2: remember you. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> I remember you. Uh, good memories, though. Uh, I hope it's mutual. <laughs> good memories, um, Bill. Uh, yep. What do you have? You had a chance to to read the indictment or at least skim it over. Yes, I have. What, what's your take on it? Well, he did it.
5: Um, Trump had the documents, and um, that's against the law. So now we have to see what his defense team, and he has a brand new defense team as of today. I know Donald Trump as well as anybody in his country. Um, So how are they going to handle it? They can't deny he had the classified documents. He did. And now it becomes— criminal intent, you know, that television program. Uh So it's very similar to what Hillary Clinton had going for her. She had as secretary of state classified documents on her personal devices. You remember that? And she scrubbed a lot of that stuff to try to get away with it. Even so, the FBI, James Comey, did not charge her, and the rationale was, yeah, she did it, but she didn't really know that she was committing a crime. You guys with me so far? Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. Okay. So that's how I see this thing going, that he was in a conversation with friendly people in his Westminster golf club, and they were going over some kind of book somebody was writing, and he pulled out documentation of a topic. Um, and he knew that what he was reading from was classified. So they're not going to be able to say that Donald Trump didn't know he did, according to this indictment. And I don't know how you challenge that. But they probably will say, but he had no idea. What he was doing was going to lead to federal charges. So that's pretty much where it is right now, in my opinion.
1: All right. So you've got uh, you've got this new book that's going to be coming out called Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. And as I understand the history of uh, that period of our, our time, uh, these were women unfairly attacked and accused of being witches. And, and they weren't uh, often used to just kind of suppress different viewpoints or oppress women or what have you. Uh, do you think in this case, with some Republicans calling this indictment of Donald Trump a witch hunt, do you think in this case, in your view, that there might be a witch here? Well,
5: I, I bring killing the witches right into modern times, uh, just as you did, um, because we have the phrase witch hunt, and it's very relevant to today. So it just depends on your point of view. If you don't like Trump, he's Jack the Ripper. If you do like him, he's a martyr. He's being persecuted. Now, in New York City, the Stormy Daniels case, that is definitely political. There is no question about it. This is a low-level beef that would have been taken care of off uh, a courtroom in any other matter. But the DA is an ardent leftist, and he wants to get Trump, no question. Here it's a little bit different. But I'll tell you this. Joe Biden has a special prosecutor investing him on the same charges. Do you know the man's name, guys?
2: Not off the top of our heads.
5: Yeah. You don't know the man's name, do you? Because we haven't heard anything about this. His name is Robert Hur, H-U-R. He was appointed in January and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, Biden had no right to take any documents as vice president. Yet he did. So now the federal government and the Justice Department is going to run into big trouble if they lay out Trump as this big abuser of national security when Biden did exactly the same thing. But, Bill, is it
2: possible—go so, oh, ahead, finish your thought. No, it's a mess. Okay, it is it, it a mess. an but, absolute mess. But, but let me ask you something, I, I mean, because you're, you're sort of painting the— uh, the equivalency argument, right? I mean, well, there's uh, what's happening with Donald Trump, but what about Hillary Clinton? Or what about Joe Biden? Is it possible, though, in your, in your mind, is it possible to just isolate this case, the case against Donald Trump, remove it from the uh, political arena, if at all possible, and just look at it as a legal case against uh, one particular individual, in this case, Donald J. Trump? Is it possible at all to do that? Maybe the answer is no, but but is it possible there's two
5: courts it's certainly possible to do it in federal court and i think trump will be convicted it's not a prison offense um not going to go to jail but there's a court of public opinion which when you're running for president of the united states is probably more important than the federal court you're not going to be able to separate biden hillary clinton from donald trump you simply will not be able to do it because the cases are so similar, and it's not whataboutism at all. Although these people that go, "Oh, nobody's uh, above the law. Nobody says nobody's that," that's not the topic. The topic is equal application of the law. It's not right. above it. It's you can't be selective in your prosecutions, which absolutely is happening here.
2: Bill, uh, what? How would you uh, characterize where, at this moment in time, uh, we are in this country uh, in terms of, and I'm not just talking about uh, from a political point of view, but just the whole sort of, I don't know, um, the feel of the country, the mood of the country, and how does this indictment and forthcoming trial of Donald Trump, do you think, play into it?
5: Well, it's a mess. There's no doubt about it. It's a low point in American history. Um, We have a uh, president who really doesn't have the competency to run the country in Joe Biden. And then we have his primary contender, Donald Trump, being the most polarizing president in the history of the country. So on both sides, you have a tremendous um, detriment to reuniting the country in anything. And that is very serious, in my opinion. So you remember that Biden ran on being a uniter. He didn't try one hour to ever unite this country, Biden. He ran the country from the far left, from the jump. And Trump, as I said, you don't get more polarizing than this man. And that's why he got himself into so much trouble, the hubris of it. And I don't know why Trump did what he did. There's nothing in it for him to take documents out of the White House and move them to Florida. What's in it for him to do that? Um, That's another question that maybe his attorneys will address. But what is the motive here? Not money. You know, he could have, you know, photostatted anything he wanted to have the record. Why have them? He, I'll, so, make a, I'll make a I'll make a suggestion.
2: I'll make a suggestion to you because I know uh, you've known Trump a long time. I I interviewed him many times back in the 80s and 90s when I was over at uh, at CNN and he was uh, uh, up in his uh, tower <laughs> at Trump Tower. I'll make a different suggestion. Yep. Yeah, not money. I agree with you on that. Ego, pure ego. Well, that's hubris. Um, yeah, yeah hubris, ego. Yeah, but, but I think that's it. Don't you?
5: I don't know. I mean, I'm not a psycho—I'm uh, not a psychiatrist, and, and I don't know, but having documents in your in your basement in Florida, I don't know how that's an ego fix. I just don't know how, well,
2: it, uh, how be, well, because, as you pointed out, and it's from the indictment, it's the ability to say to somebody when he's in a conversation, and I think it was somebody who was writing a book, if I recall it, from the indictment, Uh, or an editor. It's the ability to be able to pull something out and say, I know something that you don't
1: know. And also from the indictment to uh, to maybe preemptively defend himself, because uh, he even talked about it, according to the indictment, said that they accused me of wanting to start a war with Iran. Well, here, look at this document. It's the chiefs of staff that drew up this plan to attack Iran.
5: But he could have had that without taking the physical document. You see when the when the National Archives first approached Trump, they said, "Just send back these documents." And he didn't, and I don't know why he didn't, And that's a question that uh, is paramount to the outcome of this case, and that's Did he not that- no?
1: I, 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 you've given me the opportunity. I want to push back on something that you said in the last segment there, and you just brought it up again. Uh, uh, that uh, that the case against Joe Biden is the same thing, but in in the top essence, yes. In the bottom essence, no, because we have no indication, and no one's even alleging that uh, Joe Biden uh, had someone lie for him and say, no, I've turned all these documents over. Uh, So far as we know, and the same thing for Mike Pence, that when these documents were discovered, uh, calls were made, uh, the documents were uh, handed back over, there was no attempt to hide them or lie and say, I've turned them all over, but then they find some more. So there are some differences of the case. Would you not acknowledge that?
5: Yes, there are differences in the case, and I don't believe Biden even knew what was in his garage next to the Corvette? I don't, even, I don't even think he knew. Okay? However, what he did know, and what the special counsel is supposed to be investigating, whose name nobody even knows but me, is that Biden had to know he couldn't take anything. Anything. And he took loads of stuff. So, yes, the cases are different. But if you're going to apply the federal law, you can't overlook one violation and then make the other a felony. That's not equal justice under the law.
2: So, Bill, Democrats are going to read this indictment if they read it, and they're going to say, yeah, you see we told you so. And diehard Trump supporters are going to read this indictment and will probably continue to call it a a witch hunt. But what about the all-important independent voter? How do you think they are going to? To digest this and process it
5: it depends on how Trump himself positions this so he can't win reelection with the MAGA vote there aren't enough votes there for him to win um, although the country is declining so rapidly that maybe I'm wrong there but he's got to get independence to Pull a lever or lick the envelope for him. So he's got to come out with some kind of cogent explanation. He can't say, I didn't take them, as we discussed at the top of the interview. He did take them. So now it comes down to why? And why weren't you more cooperative when the National Archives asked, as they should have, for you to send them back? It's all going to depend on how Trump answers those questions, and I have no idea how that's going to go down.
1: All right. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much for taking time to uh, talk to us today. A new book is coming out soon, uh, September, I think, uh, Killing the Witches, the Whore of Salem, Massachusetts. Bill,
2: always a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Charles, uh, thank you so much. Uh, just wanted to compliment you on the air with uh, your coverage here today on KNX. Always cogent oh. and succinct oh, and to the point. You. Where
2: should I, where do I send the check?
1: Yes, I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> I'll give you some jelly beans. Okay. That's going to do it for KNX In-Depth, a special edition today. We'll be back on Monday at 1 p.m.